February 6th, 2023, and welcome to episode 178 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates that are popping in America. I'm Lester Munson, Senior Fellow at NSI. I'm joined today by Jessica Jones, NSI's Deputy Executive Director, and Jamil Jaffer, NSI's Founder and Executive Director. So unless you live under a rock, you are following this amazing story of the Chinese spy balloon that made its way across the continental United States until it was shot down by the American Air Force over the Atlantic Ocean. Here's a quick history of the balloon. President Biden was informed Tuesday that the balloon, which is the size of three school buses, entered U.S. airspace over Idaho from Canada. The president told the military to shoot it down, but the military, concerned that Americans could be hurt or killed by falling debris, recommended waiting until the balloon wasn't over civilization. Thus, on Saturday afternoon, an American F-22 shot down the balloon off the Carolina coast. The U.S. Navy and Coast Guard ships are looking for the wreckage. During the balloon's journey, many Republicans criticized the president for not immediately shooting down the balloon. Congressman Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the new China Committee in the House, said the U.S. looked weak and flat-footed. Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, said that the administration acted indecisively and then too late. China, for its part in all of this, claimed that the balloon was a civilian craft gone astray. Once it was shot down, China complained, expressing strong dissatisfaction and protest. And over the weekend, the Biden administration leaked information that three Chinese spy balloons may have flown over the United States during the Trump administration. Multiple Trump officials, including former National Security Advisors John Bolton and Robert O'Brien, have denied this. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Tony Blinken canceled his trip to Beijing or perhaps postponed it. He was scheduled to meet with Xi Jinping, China's paramount leader. So the issue today, folks, is how is this episode, this amazing week-long story uh, of of the balloon's trip across the United States, possibly spying on whatever facilities we may have had under it, how is that going to impact U.S.-China relations going forward? And what are, what are the national security risks to the U.S. here? Jamil, I'm going to go to you first. Well, you know, Les, I mean, I think the interesting thing about this story, besides the sort of hilarity of a uh, Chinese spy balloon floating over Montana um, and, and people taking pot shots at it and the need to use an F-22 Raptor with a Sidewinder missile to take it down. I mean, besides the comedy of the whole thing, um, you know, look, I mean, the people, nations spy on each other all the time. Uh, we do it. They do it. We do it on computers, on phones. We do it from satellites. Um, this one seems something somewhat amateurish. You might say to yourself, well, why are the Chinese using a spy balloon? There's a few reasons, right? One, the closer in you are, the better pictures you can get, the better signals you can grab. Um, and you can also stay over places longer And the most important, perhaps, though, is you can't sort of hide stuff from a spy balloon unless you see it coming. Um, And satellites have a predictable path. You know where they're going. You know when you can put stuff away. Um, Balloons, you know, may travel less predictably, particularly if they're maneuverable, uh, as this one apparently was. So there are reasons to use a spy balloon, but it still doesn't change the kind of humor of the whole thing. (laughs) It also, you know, doesn't change the fact that, you know, we identified this balloon long time ago. It was on January 28th. It was over the Aleutian Islands over U.S. territory in Alaska. It then transited over Canada, came in over Idaho. And we waited till Saturday, you know, February 5th, February 4th, uh, to take it down. That just seems sort of crazy. And, yeah, I get 
again, we don't want, you know, debris from a balloon, a giant spy balloon falling on somebody's head. At the same time, it does look, make us look somewhat amateurish as it floats over all of our missile fields, all of our air bases. And then finally, we take it down with, a, with an F-22 Raptor off the coast of South Carolina. I mean, I think that's, you know, what Jamil points. I think it doesn't just make the U.S. look amateurish. I think it makes both nation states in this story look amateurish, right? Like, for me, you, you guys, Jamil and Lesno, my first news source of the day, is Daily Mail. And this is, like, legitimately, like, the prototypical Daily Mail headline at the top of the feed. Like, balloon across America, right? And we're following it across the U.S. And so I think it makes both of these countries look a little bit ridiculous. It seemed to me, and for some of the stories, it's caught a little bit by surprise, right? Like, at first, they actually apologized. They, they say it's the wet piece of weathercraft. They actually fire the head of like the weather, you know, like whatever they call their weather station or ministry, right? Just to keep up that facade. But then, then they also get angry. So it's almost like they don't really have a plan for how to react. The U.S. clearly like, you know, President Biden isn't giving enough information to the U.S., you know, to the, the American population of why we're waiting. Is this actually a national security threat? Because I think the answer is no. Between all of the actual probably intel, you know, operations, cyber espionage, economic espionage, this balloon is not actually the threat, right? It's just a Daily Mail headline. You know, my favorite part about this story is um, is this idea that the Department of Defense wouldn't tell us where exactly the balloon was, right? It's somewhere over the central U.S. at one point, they said, and we're not going to get into an hour-by-hour description. I mean, I guess I get why they didn't want people getting on their roofs and taking shots at it with rifles. I, mean, I sort of get it, but at the same time, it's just sort of comical, you know, that, that the Defense Department, that we're all tracking the Chinese spy balloon. Um but look, I, there is a there is a serious uh, thing to talk about here, which is at the end of the day, satellites travel in outer space. That's you know sort of it, you know unknown territory. When you do float a balloon or fly a plane over a country's sovereign territory, it is a violation of international law if you do it without their permission. Um, and so the U.S. was well within its rights to shoot this balloon down. The Chinese have done much worse in the past. Back in two thousand one. When we flew an EP3 spy plane, we believed it was in our uh, in international over international waters. The Chinese said it was in their territorial waters. In any of it, they forced it down on Hainan Island. They held American airmen and airwomen hostage for ten days and stripped the aircraft of all of its equipment. So they learned a lot about our spy capabilities. One hopes that having downed this aircraft now in forty five feet of water off the coast of the Carolinas, U.S. Navy divers are able to retrieve some of the equipment and learn better uh, what the Chinese uh, had mounted on this, this spy balloon, which, by the way, if you if you look at pictures of it, they actually had a solar array on the bottom. So it's a really interesting, you know, not your typical typical hot air balloon. What's getting weather info? It's weather so, info. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weather balloon. So I, I confess I was I was kind of, not really, but kind of hoping the balloon would float over Florida and Ron DeSantis would shoot it down <laughs> and that you would you would have then a resulting calls for civil war kind of across the American political spectrum just to see how totally nuts we could go. I, I do wonder I do wonder whether whether you know if it had been over Florida territory, whether Ron DeSantis could have, you know, used the Air National Guard, the South Carolina National Guard to take it down. It's not a bad point. I I don't even, I didn't even thought about that, but you know, definitely a potential option. So the, but my real concern is that the White House looks terrible through this whole thing. Joe Biden didn't come out and make any statements himself for several days. Uh, we were, we were fed the line that the military advisors said, don't shoot it down over Montana because it might hit someone. Just doesn't sound very credible to me. And given the track record of this administration over the withdrawal from Afghanistan, I don't believe the White House when they characterize their advice from military officials. So they've got a real credibility problem. I think this goes to Joe Biden's relative lack of popularity. 
uh, broadly with the American people. And, and this thing was indeed handled so poorly for several days that I think it just really reduced the credibility of Joe Biden and his ability to kind of drive the American people to the right place that they need to be on national security issues. He should have been out there on day one explaining what his policy was and why he was doing it the way he was doing it. There may be perfectly legitimate reasons for letting for waiting until it gets to the Atlantic Ocean. Great. Tell us what they are. I want to hear it from you. Well, let's like to it. So we, we chatted a little bit about about this before the show. So your your discomfort also doesn't stop there, right? Because like, we talked about whether you know the the Biden officials talking about three planes being information being released that they flew during the Trump administration, and you signaled that you either don't believe that or you've got a little bit of skepticism there. I don't believe it. Trump administration officials have been out in public saying they didn't know of any balloons going across, any Chinese uh, spy balloons going across the United States while they were in office. That seems credible to me. It, do, it seems less credible for this administration to come out and blame the other one. In fact, I hate it when they do that. You know, the Biden administration ought to stand on its own merits. Stop blaming the previous guy as odious as he may have been on certain things. Stop blaming him for everything that goes wrong today. It's just it's weak. It's lame. They need to move on. Uh, Donald Trump has been in office for over two years. Let's let's kind of get it together here, people, and start acting like you're the president. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday for another great episode of Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 